On today's episode of the Anything But Quiet Time podcast with Rochelle and Carter, Carter calls the disciples of Jesus dumb. Well, there's a lot of, yeah. you know how people will pick a verse and take it completely out of context? You just did that with what I said. You sound like you're backpedaling now so hard. Okay, listen and see if I was justified in doing that. I can't wait till we get to heaven when St. Peter knocks you out. Oh, no, I'm scared. They don't call him the rock for nothing. <laughs> hey, it's Rochelle and Carter with the... Uh, Anything but Quiet Time podcast. Hello. How you doing? Uh, good. How, how are you? I was asking them. Oh, let's wait. Let's pause for an answer. Okay. So glad that you're doing good. You know, my friend, um, he thought he wasn't doing great. He, he showed up six and a half hours late to his job interview. Oh, no, that's not good. Six and a half hours late. No, that's not going to happen for it, him. Well, the job interview, he was, he was trying to be uh, interviewing to be a cable installer. Oh. And so actually the boss said, you're hired. Welcome. You're Let's already see. showing great promise. Here. Perfect fit. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a cable guy or girl listening, I I just want to personally apologize. You can reach Carter Price, okay. you always C. Do Price, this. Yep. Yep. at ksbj.org. And you give the real email, too. It's yes. real. Uh, so this is what we are going through in our, our quiet times. And I mine was a quote, actually. It wasn't honest. the cable guy joke. It wasn't the cable guy joke. <laughs> God bless him. Uh, it has tes I have read verses on patience, though, during my waiting for cable. Um, this quote that I saw actually at my in-laws house the other day, they have a little little poster, whatever it is. And it says, faith isn't just believing God can. Faith is believing God will. Mm. It, I believe God can. Yeah. The power of God and yeah. all that. I don't always believe God will. And, and I guess let me explain. I I think maybe it comes into uh, to a do I deserve it? Wait, before you start yeah. telling this, will you explain when you say I don't believe it? You mean I struggle believing that or you just flat out? I don't believe that's true. Um, No, I believe that that is is I'm be, I'm coming into believing more and more that the quote itself is true. So you struggle. Yeah. But you believe that it is true. But when I say I don't believe, I'm talking about certain situations. Oh, okay. Like this. Let's say somebody comes up to me and says, well, let's just say they say this. Uh, I uh, I prayed that God would uh, pay off my mortgage tomorrow. And I believe that he will. Okay. And I just think, are you sure? Like, sure. Yeah. why Why would he? Right. And and I, I and I think there's obviously an array of answers here. You know, if I said I believe God's going to give me a Ferrari tomorrow, I, but but like why would He though? Mm -hmm. And I believe that He can. That's where I, I come in. I'm like, yeah, He totally could. Somebody could show up with a Ferrari. Absolutely. Why would He and will He? I don't think so. I completely understand what you're saying. Yes, and, and I think that's the one place where I would struggle with that quote. Just because you see it on a cat poster at your in-laws house doesn't necessarily make it true. It was a puppy poster. Oh, but, okay. Uh, no, so but, but no, that's good. But I'd be, I, but there are good and bad examples here. And honestly, my my pastor the other day said, um, when somebody has a word for you or something like that, he's like, you you check it with scripture and you think, you know, yes, okay, does it benefit you? That might be one thing. Mm -hmm. But does it align with scripture? Does it bring God glory? There are all these things. A Ferrari, me having a Ferrari probably isn't going to do that. Mm -hmm. But I do hear, I mean, truly faith-filled people that money is is one of the main things that comes to mind. You know, that God would help us get out of debt. And I believe that he can, but I also believe, but, but, but is debt that big of a deal compared to telling your neighbor about Jesus? I mean, I, I, I just think they're, I get caught up on 
what truly is God into and what is he not into? I think we get caught up on the different avenues of life when we need to be caught up on the alignment of where we are Mm -hmm. with God. So let me explain. Tony Evans gave this incredible message. We watched it the other day with the family, and he was talking about being in alignment with God because Jesus was in alignment with his heavenly father. He came under the authority of God the Father, and therefore, because he was in alignment, everything that needed to happen, he walked in obedience, and by faith, things happen, right? Whenever we come out of alignment with God, because he's over us, right? Jesus is is over our lives. That's what we say when we say yes to Jesus. Mm -hmm. When we're out of alignment with that, it's like coming out from underneath an umbrella. We're going to get rained on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If I'm aligned with the purpose and the will of Jesus Christ, if I am living the life just seeking him first, and he promises that he will give wisdom to those who ask, I am in alignment with what he has asked for me. I believe that when you are praying faithfully, that those things that you are believing in faith will happen. And, or, but because you're praying his will be done. I was going to say, or you'll realize that exactly. it's not probably the thing that I should be praying for, or he'll give you an answer, no, not for this, or wait on this, or yeah. something like that. Kelsey, God, God wants to give you good gifts, and I think this is like where it can kind of get confusing. It's uh-huh. like, well, I want to give my kids good gifts. Yeah. Well, absolutely do. But do you ever spoil them sometimes with those gifts? It's like, well, yeah, I do. So in that moment, is that a, quote, good gift? God does not want to spoil us per se. Right. He wants to stretch us. He wants our character to grow. He has great plans for us, he says, to prosper us. That doesn't necessarily mean to give us a life of luxury. It means to help us be the best people on this planet to represent him, to bring him glory. So uh, sometimes, what? I have you, an example. You're pointing at me. Okay, I have yeah. an example. Yeah, yeah. What if your 13-year-old son said, I want a Kawasaki motorcycle for my birthday. Heck no. But he wants it. Well, it's a motorcycle. And and he's 13. <laughs> but it's a good gift. Yeah. And he wants it. What's good? And he have a lot of fun. What's good? It's fun. That's not the same thing, is it? And so I think about even, let's just even take a Ferrari, for example. That I could drive and be relatively safe. Obviously, you'd feel like speeding in a Ferrari. And if you own a but... Ferrari, this is not about you. No, but no, no, This no, no, is no. just a wild example. But, for, but, but I'm going to say with my personality, sure, potentially, this sure. is where it could go. I get a Ferrari, and then it's like, yeah, I may, not, I may be physically safe. Maybe. <laughs> I would love to go fast. <laughs> but I might let it get to my head. Mm-hmm. And God would, knows that, knows me better than I know me, and it might... It's become braggadocious and, hey, you want to get in the car and, and check out what I'm driving. And then I even start to think about people differently. There's even psychological studies that people have done where you get a little bit of money or a little bit of power and you all of a sudden, ah, I'm above you. And I would never want to go there current state right now. Mm-hmm. And God may know that that is going to influence me that way. He knows. And he already knows. He Jeremy, knows. Jeremy Camp sings about it. He knows. And he, I I just yelled it. Um God also knows that potentially if I get a Ferrari, uh, let's say if I'm not that type of personality, okay, he's the one that needs it because it will bring glory to me. He's going to take it to the Christian car shows or he's going to do whatever. I I just think that everybody's different. Yes. And so I think that's why I get so confused on even some, this is heavy. Will God heal my loved one? Yeah. He did it for them. Right. But he didn't do it for them. 
What's what's my plan? What's their plan? This is why it may get confusing when I read through Scripture and you read the miracles of Jesus. The, the disciples do not really account for the ones that he did not heal. But do you think there were those that he did not heal? Mm. It says that everywhere he went, he went healing so many people. But we're talking about just just take the, the feeding of the 5,000 for one. 5,000 guys doesn't account for their families. So we're, we're talking at least over 10,000 people. And he, he feeds them all with five loaves of bread and two fish. That's just one setting for a place where not only did he speak, but I'm sure miracles were performed. Do you think that he healed all 10,000 people? No. And I would love the context of that. Um, so, did, did he actively say no? Or was it just that? The line was so long and he had to eventually walk away. But were they all touched by him? In this particular instance, they were not only touched, they were fed by him. That's true. So they were touched by his words, which have, you know, his words have life. He said, my words will never pass away. So honestly, if you think about it, miracle, it's not necessarily just physical. We're talking about he gave them the gift of his words. So, I mean, you have to kind of put into perspective, what do you look at? as exceptional. What do you look at as a good gift? God wants us to look at all of the things that he gives us as good. Because if he's allowed it to touch our lives, then we have to trust that there's purpose in it. If it's painful, that's not the purpose. The the purpose in whatever the pain is, there's plan, his perfect plan. Somehow it's involved. And I, I, I know I maybe speak about pain loosely, and I don't mean to because pain hurts. And I have dealt with my share and more than likely, my life's not over. There will be more pain in it. I'm not looking forward to it. But in the pain, God has revealed further purpose for my life. And so I, I think sometimes we get caught up on, well, maybe I ask him for this. Ask. Yes. Yeah. 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 Always pray as Jesus prayed, which is thy will be done. He asked, Lord, will you take this cup from me before he That's died? That's true. That's true. But people then would he say ultimately that, said, thy will be done. And I know you always have a different take on this, but people, some people would say, God did not answer Jesus' prayer there. Mm. Now, you, I've heard you say God answers every prayer. It's just a different answer than we may want. And, and whatever you would, how you, you would consider that, Jesus did not get what he asked for, but he knew what yeah. the ultimate plan was. And did he stay in alignment with him? Yes. Yes, because he didn't walk out. He said, well, forget this. No. He stayed under the, the quote, umbrella that I was kind of painting that picture or trying to anyway earlier from the Tony Evans message. He said, the umbrella of the authority of Jesus, of, of his heavenly father. And I want to always stay under the umbrella. It's like, Lord, I'm going to ask you for things, but I never want to ask him this. So yeah. I, I want to also pray thy will be done. And then I want to also not just say thy will be done and go, all right, but thy will be done. Would you please allow those words to really penetrate my heart yeah. to where I'm truly okay with it? I have a question for you. And then I'll tell you where Kelsey and I, my wife and I landed on this. Um, what was your favorite toy as a uh, as a kid mm, strawberry shortcake probably okay doll is that, that's yeah a doll, right? that was when i was really little yeah okay I upgraded to a munchie chi and then a my little pony now could you imagine mm. if i got you a strawberry shortcake right now wouldn't you just love it actually i'm selling one on ebay and hopefully okay. getting quite a bit of yeah, money that's for it, yeah, okay so all right but my point is i know that i'll get to heaven one day and go why'd i ask for that puny thing <laughs> And not ask, not ask, but why did I, why was I so obsessed with that puny thing? Because her hair smelled like strawberries at the time. <laughs> now it just smells weird because it's, you know, 30 years old. That's a good point. Um, 
where Kelsey and I, my wife and I landed on this was always ask, always believe God will. And then if he doesn't know that it was what God planned and that he's always right. Yeah. If God doesn't pay off my mortgage tomorrow and tomorrow ends and I go, it didn't happen. Trust that, well, God has a plan because it's not paid off yet. So here's the connector with what you're sharing. I think I just stumbled on it and my heart skipped a beat a bit. Are you okay? Thy will be done. Mm -hmm. The quote that you read was, do I believe he will? If he wills it, Mm. then he will. Yeah. Yeah. So there it is. There you go. And it's like, okay, well, as long as I'm good with that, do I think the creator of the universe knows what he's doing? There are days I don't. Well, and isn't that the foolish thing to think? But that's where we go when we fall out of alignment with him and entrusting him. But that's where I go. Yes, he, of course he knows what he's doing. He created me. I think he could probably deal with the next 24 hours of my life and then, then some, you know? Yeah. So um, that's really good, though. So that's what you were going over in your devotional. That's, that's been my thing of really quiet time between me and Kelsey. And kind know. of what I, I've been, it goes in a, it, right there with what I've been reading, you know, in just what Jesus said he would do, he did. And when he sent the disciples out on missions, it, was, it wasn't like a wild goose chase. He wasn't pranking them ever. I know you like that, though. I love pranks. I bet Jesus would make an exception for you. He was like, I don't know. He did kind of make him have some fun with it. Like one day when Peter came to him, he's like, hey, they're asking for money. They need taxes. He's like, you know what? We need to, uh, we need to be an example to others. They, we're to submit to the authority placed over us. We read about that in, in uh, I think it's Second Timothy. I could be wrong. But anyway. Um, Jesus sends Peter on a mission to go fish and out of the fish comes this coin to pay taxes. That's something I think he would do with Carter. Yeah, that'd be fun. Go fish, Carter. Why? Or maybe just play a card game, go fish, and it would be like under the match. Or he hits me with a reverse on Uno and I'm like, are you serious? And then, (laughs) and then there's a hundred dollar bill or whatever. Did you know that there's a new Uno game? It's called Dose. (laughs) Did you make that up? I am not making that up. (laughs) Caleb, my son, he's like, mommy, look, is this dos? I don't even know how you'd play Okay, yeah. But anyway, every single time Jesus sent his kids on a mission, it was like he put his money where his mouth was. In in the case of the fish, it was literally in the fish's mouth. But um, he sent sent them to, hey, in the city, because he was waiting outside of Jerusalem, before I go in there, you're going to find a donkey. It's never been ridden before. And if somebody asks you about it, tell them the master has need of it and it'll be okay. Exactly happened that way. And then it happened again, you know, with just name a story. Jesus always made good on his word, made good on his promises. I think the point of these examples is that he wanted to build trust with his disciples. It's fascinating, though, that even up until the point of his death, they seemed confused. And maybe it's because the Holy Spirit had not come in full force yet. I've always wondered why the disciples seem like the dumbest people on earth <laughs> for those three years. And then after, and then we literally consider a lot of them saints That's now. It, they it, were the smartest people in the room. If you haven't read through the Gospels, what Carter is saying sounds really harsh, but then you start reading them and you're like, oh, because it's like every time you turn around, he literally just fed with this the 5,000 uh-huh. people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then like two chapters later, same book. It's not like a different gospel. You jumped over to another. No, same book. It says he fed 
a multitude of 4,000. Guess what the disciples did both times? What are we going to do with the oh, no. heavy food? Can we call Chick-fil-A to cater? <laughs> I don't, oh no. I can just hear Peter now. You weren't there. <laughs> you don't know. But so, but every single time, Jesus made good on his word. And I thought, here he is all throughout um, the Gospels. And I would imagine it was ha- happening throughout the ministry as well. Um, because each uh, each of the Gospels, there was a hand in from the disciples in helping form those Gospels, if not directly. John wrote, obviously, the book of John. And Matthew, the tax collector, wrote Matthew. Um, but here's... Here's what's interesting is like right up into the point where he was delivered over to the enemy's hands. They were confused. Yeah. All that you read from Jesus in the chapters that lead up to this appointment, because that's what it was. Jesus knew his time had come in the Garden of Gethsemane when the soldiers came to take him to where where he had to go to do what he came to do. Yeah. To die for us and raise again um, to save us. You know, this was this was this was it. This was the big moment. What is happening? The disciples didn't know. What is happening? So I, I, I wonder, there's so many things that must have been running through Jesus's mind because there's, there's the compassion part of him, which is always so patient. And then there was the, the times where he stood up in the boat. He's like, how much, how much longer do I have to deal with you? <laughs> he actually said those words in scripture. How much longer do I have to deal with you? Uh, but um, I think the point being, we can trust him. Yeah. Yeah. He's true to his word. We can trust him. If he said it, he'll do it. In fact, he doesn't exist on this timeline. He created our timeline. He knows exactly how it ends from the beginning of time he knew. So not only will he do it, he already did it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's hard to, and I guess that's where I feel like a disciple again, like a in the in the dumb face. I... <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. You know, I can't wrap my head around it. We can't. I was no. just telling somebody the other day, uh, cause we had a conversation with our neighbors about faith and I was telling them about the Trinity and I was like, I believe in the Trinity. I really don't understand it. <laughs> I mean, it's right. just, and, and how was God never born? And I, I mean, all these things I just, I don't understand, but he's proved to me time and time again, he's proved to all of us through scripture and through life experiences that he can be trusted. And he can do it in nature too. I, for the Trinity, two of my favorite ones, uh, St. Patrick mm-hmm. used mm-hmm. the example of the shamrock. There's three leaflets, but it's one shamrock. So there's three parts of God's, uh, who he is, yeah. God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And uh, when I was a little girl, I remember my parents trying to explain it to me. And I said, like an egg. It just came out of my little girl mouth. Isn't mm-hmm. it amazing what kids say? But it's, there's three parts of the egg. Yeah. It's one egg. There's the egg white, the yolk, and the shell. And water. Uh, ice, gas. There's water in the egg? No, sorry. I'm going on a different analogy. Oh, I was like, water? Wow, that's four parts to an egg. I didn't, you just blew my mind. Quadruple <laughs> C. Um, no, and, and, and yes, and, and, uh, no, I love those and it does help you understand no, a little bit. Yeah, you can't fathom. You can't wrap your brain you around can't it. Fathom it. But it's fun to try. And I think he gets a kick out of it. It's like when you try to find those, those parts of your wife, uh, Kelsey, that you can surprise her with things and, oh, what does she like? Mm-hmm. I'm going to try mm-hmm. to, you know, I don't think you can surprise God, but I think you can sure bless him by trying to discover more things about who he is. I'm living that because I can't look to surprise Kelsey. So I, uh, <laughs> uh, do you want this for Christmas? No, just here's the list. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll bring I think that. that's safe. I've seen your gifts. <laughs> what, what does that mean? I think it's a good place to end the podcast right now. <laughs> 
Oh, thank you for joining us. And now we're going to have another conversation on what Rochelle wants for Christmas. Hey, by the way, we love you. Thanks for being a part of this with us.